would like to do a song that we, we, we don't always get a chance to do. Uh, we would like to do a song that we, we, we don't always get a chance to do. Uh, everywhere we play, it's called Chicken. Stone, would you turn the electric microphone on?
had our microphone at radio station WDVH in Gainesville, Florida, to talk to Kathleen Knapp of the University of Florida. And welcome to our... This is you now, with another of our great moments for you. Our guest today, backstage at the Off-Broadway production of Othello, the star of the show, James Earl Jones. Welcome to our show, James. Thank you. Your father is also an actor, isn't he, James? Yes, he's been in the theater for uh, a number of years. Uh, he's still in the theater. He's playing in the Pinter Place now. I understand Othello is your father's favorite role. Do you play it as he would? Uh, when I first came into the theater, that's all we talked about. He made me read Iago, though. See? <laughs> so I got uh, a lot of the things I'm doing because I am really too young for the role. Uh, the image I use is him, is, is my father. He is Othello, you might say. Have you had a chance to work together professionally? Yes. We worked in a play called Moon and Rainbow Shawl. We didn't play father and son, we played uh, neighbors. Is, is it hard to relate playing on son, we played uh, neighbors. Is, is it hard to relate playing opposite to him and have the character not be his son? It's not hard, but I find it trying because he knows a little bit too much about me pri privately, so that uh, I, it's hard for me to convince myself that I'm a different person than I'm on the stage with him. A question for a young man listening now. Do you want a career with an unlimited future and plenty of excitement where you can enjoy one great moment after another in the motor maintenance field of the new Action Army? You'll get top-notch technical training in such challenging fields as automotive and aircraft engine repair. If you're a qualified high school graduate, see your local Army recruiter. My thanks, James Earl Jones, for talking with us today. Thank you. Great Moments for Young Americans was furnished by the United States Army.
know what I mean? It's a system I'm talking. Nobody's agreeing. They say it's suicide when dead bodies are swinging. Cowards are hunting black men. That's what I'm seeing. How many toasters have been burnt down? And once Central Park was a thriving black town. Yo, Chuck, I'm fighting the power right now. Thanks to you, Flavor P.E. Putting it down. Putting your life on the line so I can rap now. The next generation still singing Fight the Power. Of the arts, the songs we can sing. I really wanna know why y'all so scared. Probably cause the promised land, we almost there. But look, I think of images that fuel my youth. Interviews by Craig Hodges and Abdul Raouf. Examples like Olympic Black Power salutes and Panther Truth. I saw as I pursued my truth. If racism is a cancer, black force the answer. Gotta get up off the back porch. Emancipate your mind, get your body back from ransom. And all black hands up for the anthem. Check this out, man. Bring that beat back, Bring man. Bring that beat back. Two,
Sunrise, Egypt, roll six, sink, December 12, 1971.
put a spell on you. Because you're mine. Stop the things you do. Oh, oh, oh. 
She'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog. When he began to make a phone that took up me and me wilding on my leg. He used to scratch a bite before he was much, much meaner. But now all the booters run to my house for the monkey home with Dina. So I took her to my crib and everything went well as planned. I wish you got a dress, it was a big old mess. Sheena was a man. 
Treat me. 
like a fool. Why, babe? Face to daddy. Don't hand me no double cross. Cause any time I'm ready, I can tell you, baby, in
darkness They don't see the light Till it's too late you know to put up a fight But they know there's something there that they don't see But what to do about what's supposed to be If you cannot hang, just do 
your thing But if you're in the know, that makes you good to go You people out there try to understand We got something new for this troubled land This is not a rap song that you always hear You get tired of that year after year A rap's about nothing or how to live We got something here that's positive To forget troubled times by having fun Without no drugs, and that's on the one A natural high is where it's at Believe me when I say that I like it like that If you can relate, I want you to know You're classified as good to go
want some action But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction Oh I can't get no satisfaction I asked the guy why you so fly He said funky cold Medina This brother told me a secret On how to get more chicks Put a little Medina in your glass And the girls will come real quick It's better than any alcohol Or aphrodisiac a couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the most cold Medina. Jack has said I can't. So, want some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. Right. 
all that's good. It was 20 years ago today that Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the act you've known for all these years, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band.
right then I know I love him so whole. He's the man I idolize. And when he says goodbye, oh, I start to cry. Who Papa do? Who Papa do? sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone 
And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away I wonder this time where she's gone I wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, 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 I know sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Anytime you want to do but count the good along with the bad and I'm sure that you love would give a thought or two flat black plastic uni radio black history month Bye. FM. Keep 
suit the other day and walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, dry good flow. When I got off, I said, well, come up to me. He said, now what can I do for you? I said, well, go in there and show me all the sport clothes like you supposed to. He said, well, sure, come on in, buddy, dig these fabrics we got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one, try it on, stand in the mirror and dig yourself. Ooh, that suits pure hair and bone. Ooh, yeah, that's a suit I'd like to own. Ooh, buddy, that suit is you. For the businessman, you featuring the natural shoulders that retail, wholesale, and indeed. It's got the custom cuffs and the walking chart, he said. I'm gonna let you have that steel. And for the playboy, you have the latest in tweed with the cutaway flap over twice. It's a box back, two button western model, he said. <laughs> nah, ain't that nice? Ooh, them buttons are solid gold. You made a deep, so that collar's pure camel hair. song it's called that's all <laughs> that's all or unless you have a song you want me to sing yeah that's a suit i'd like to own that was it all right go of facts that a man don't understand the good book right and that's all that's all they got to have religion now I tell you that's all when you see people jump from church to church 
You know that their conversion don't amount to much, and that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now, and that's all. doing swell and all they want is your money and you can go to hell and that's old that's old but they got to have more love more understanding every day of their lives and that's all now he can go to this college go to the school But if you haven't got religion, he's an educated fool, and that's all. I'll tell you that's all. They got to have religion now. I'll tell you that's all. That's all. You might as well throw it out of your mind. I 
Living and you can't be with that one you love 
you know, she told me the one thing say if I follow you out in California, so you won't let me fall up on the mountain. The girl knew this is hills out here, you know. Well, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about it till I got here. But yet until that I got here, you know, I know, I know the stuff was here. Then I know it now, though. You believe that, don't you? All right. Baby, rocks in the mountain days, yelling by tree top tall. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy. Let's watch Everybody, welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey. Whoa, hi. How you doing? Oh, it's hi, Mike I'm Spiegelman and Carl. And oh yes, we have a very special guest. My brother Adam Spiegelman returns to our show. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. girl. Hey. My brother has one of the best podcasts still in distribution. You can find it at Proudly Resents. A really good cult movie uh, podcast and a big influence on this show. So, hello, welcome back, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, good to meet you, Mike. Is it Spiegelman or Spiegelman? It's Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I okay, would... good. And I'm really Carl... excited to have you. Maybe we won't have a celebrity comedian countdown today. Are we having a celebrity comedian countdown today? Oh, uh, whatever you want to do, I have right. them in my back pocket. We don't need to do it. We have Adam. 
Apparently, yeah, I'm neither a celebrity nor a comedian. A comedian. Can you count right. out? Yeah, I, sure. From where? It depends from where. Seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we are right now streaming first on Mutiny Radio FM. It is the internet radio station based in San Francisco, and broadcasts around the world. So, hello world. Get our podcast L W A F L M O Y T. That's why we say the acronym up front. Find the podcast and at your leisure, listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Maybe you're even lazier. We have a YouTube channel. Carl, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderate? Sinks. And uh, he actually syncs the movie with the podcast, so you don't I'm have to curator. do that extra step. And you can watch it anytime at LWA. At your leisure. Leisure, not leisure. At your leisure. That word is so banal. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce that word right? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is our YouTube channel. So we want you to like someone and smash them, not not anything related. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week. We're watching Brooke Shields again, and it's our third movie. Brenda Starr. Okay, Brenda Starr, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Brenda, you know how to spell that. Stars with two R's, 1989. And then it goes on to say what? It says Brooke Shields and... Um, Timothy but Dalton. anyway, you will find the channel that is Gamer. Something Gamer. That's your channel. It's I-R-S-Y-A-D. Syad Ur-Syad Gamer is the channel we like. Brenda Starr, 2Rs, 1989. All right. Sounds good. Let's take it from Carl. Go find Brenda Starr, 1989. That's the one with Brooke Shields. Dad. Think Gamer is uh, hosting it for us. Find the link, click it, hit pause, move it the timer to zero, zero, zero. And now, without further ado, Carl, take yeah. it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Kathleen Wilhoyt. Welcome, Kathleen. So today we're watching Brenda Starr, 1986, and this is why we have you on... You were playing the character Hank O'Hare. This character is very, very masculine, you know? Was that fun for you? How did you feel about it? I mean, you're in a suit and tie, right? Well, I'll just tell you, I was on a roll at the time. I was getting cast in a lot of things. I even looked at an old interview where I actually said the words, getting acting jobs has never been very difficult for me which is so not far from the truth today. I, I, I was shocked. It was an interview I did for CNN. And, that, and I would say that Brenda Starr was amidst a series of gigs that I just got cast in without auditioning, which to me is the gold star of an acting career. If you don't audition for something, it's just fantastic. I mean, to me, it's the greatest thing in an actor's yeah. life. Like, you, you know, of course, people who don't have to audition for uh, for jobs, um, just you can see them just bask in the glow of a fabulous life. And I got to experience that for a brief period in my life, and it was fantastic. So I didn't audition for the part of... Um, Great. Hair. I was cast in it, 
Um, and I was so, as they say in uh, whatever, full of the beans or whatever. I was so um, just full of myself, I guess. I, don't know. I, I didn't even read the script. I was just like on a plane flying to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. So I'm reading the script and I was like looking for my part and it was I was I couldn't I kept having to reread like which part am I? I read the <laughs> script and I was like I don't know what part I'm supposed to play. I remember I got off the plane I called my manager he said, "Oh, you're playing Hank." I thought, "Hank? I thought that was a, like a dude. I don't know what yeah. out of my mind." And then I looked at it in my hotel room. I was like, "Oh shit, this is a cartoon movie." So uh, I also have a thing where I can't stand to suck. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, how bizarre that they were like, we got to get Kathleen for this part. So then I just surrendered to it. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of awesome to get to play a cartoon character. It's kind of cool. I did some research on it. And... Uh, well, actually, at the time, there was no internet, so I guess I didn't do any research on it. The library. Yeah, and I didn't go to the library, but so I just started to try to figure out how to play this role. And I remember I went into makeup and hair, and the makeup person was like, we're going to paint freckles on your face. And yeah. costume people were like, we're going to put a pillbox hat on your head, and then you're going to have a hank of hair that curls up on the pillbox hat. And you smoke a cigar all the time. I was like, oh. And so then I developed, I just went and kind of did a crash course, again, not wanting to suck, and developed my character, um, you know, and the voice. I think I had a voice yeah. in that, hey, you know, Hank O'Hare. And I think I just thought, like, the way to not suck in a cartoon movie is to go broad, be big, own it, don't apologize, and just swan dive into the clown of it all. and. Hope you hope you stick the landing. So that's basically. And you really answer. did. I mean, the clown of it all, like uh, like when you're in the hospital scene, uh, like you're you're quirky and you're moving your head around. You're way pronounced and over exaggerating. So I thought you were only in Jacksonville because half of it was shot in Puerto Rico. But I really don't think you're part of that. You were in you were in the the press offices of the Flash. Uh, you were in the hospital scene. I think you had a scene on the street, if I recall. Was it a quick shoot for you? Well, how about this? Because this is a sentence I haven't had the privilege of uttering in since then. I was doing two movies at the same time. I was doing a movie in New Orleans called... Geez, I don't remember what it was called, but my friend David Nydorf was in it. And mm -hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee. I can't remember what it was called. But I was doing that movie and I was doing Brenda Starr. And I was flying between New Orleans and Jacksonville doing uh -huh. both movies. So I was only in Jacksonville. Never went to Puerto Rico, did you say? Yeah, yeah, they I did. never went there. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. Well, 1986 was a big year for you. I mean, at least in terms of the releases that came out. I mean, films get shot, of course, before their release, but you had Witchboard. You also had a movie called The Morning After, which we've also done on our podcast. That was with Jeff Bridges and Jane Fonda. 
But my your best thing in 1986 is you were starring your handcuff to Charles Bronson in a great film. I don't know if I call it a great film, but it was a Charles yeah. Bronson film. And Charles Bronson is amazing and cool. And, you know, the thing that's embar that embarrasses me about that is like it was um it was not a realistic script obviously uh -huh. and i feel like at the time i was in new york doing a play and people would follow me around sort of going hey butthole hey you know like doing like the crazy names of the, mm -hmm. the, the character was supposed to be like a potty mouth but it was kind of psychotic because it wasn't any kind of name that anyone would ever call anybody and again at being a beggar not a uh, chooser what beggars can't be choosers I was happy to have the part and I was happy to work I didn't you know it wasn't I've never gotten to choose the parts that I play um, mm -hmm. I, which is really to me the sign of just enormous success yeah. and I still look forward to the day when I get to choose the parts I get to play but as, right offers. now and back then I was lucky to get what I could get you know? I got you now you said you didn't really remember the shoot I was going to ask you if there's any stories or anecdotes about Brenda Starr uh maybe something that you know I mean, well, did you speak with Brooke a lot or you don't know yeah. a thing about it or? No, I do. I do. I mean, Brooke is my age, right? She's, I think probably we were born at the, uh, in, in within like two or three years of each other. So at the time we were both in our twenties. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing her at the hotel and her beauty was otherworldly. Like yeah. I remember going, oh, that's that's a different kind of pretty than I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Because her face, she's tall, uh, and she was super famous at the time. Yeah, but it was still Going like remarkable. She was remarkably beautiful, and I thought to myself, I remember consciously thinking to myself, that chick would not be able to have a normal career in some small town in the united states because mm -hmm. her looks were exceptional and uh and then her mother was also a big big character in the cast and crew she had a big presence her mother was kind of body and she and brooke had a very very close uh, relationship and there was a lot of I remember people being a little intimidated by her mother. Mm -hmm. um, her mother kind of uh, inserted herself in a lot of the decision-making uh, decision making in the production of the film. And I think at the time, and this is vague, of course, but I think that was really at, at, a, at the beginning of when Brooke was starting to want to take more control of her own career and life mm -hmm. at that time. She was in a, probably in her early 20s, I would suspect. Like, yeah, so she was just like 20, 21. Well, I know that she was in college at the time and we graduate, what, 22, I think is when you graduate. Yeah. So it must be a young 20. And that's also the time in which you look at your parents and start to rebel. But her mother was a big part of this film even getting made. I mean, she pursued the director and she was the one who pulled the people together to do the financing and everything. So oh. it makes sense that she's like large and in charge like that. 
Yeah, very much so. And, you know, they, she's in the lobby and gesticulating. But I, I found her to be, love, you know, funny. She was always nice to me. 